Thanks for joining me this morning or whatever time you're listening. If you're part of Hope, you know that Mark just started a new series on the book of Revelation in the past couple of weeks. Most people hear Revelation and immediately jump to the end times and prophecies that have not yet been fulfilled. And I am one of those people. (laughs) The Apostle John was given visions and told to write them down. Visions that definitely included some description of the end times on this earth, but as we've been reminded on Sunday mornings, visions that weren't written to scare the church, the church that was being directly persecuted, as John was writing, or the church that continues to exist thousands of years later. While some of those prophecies are hard to read, they shouldn't cause fear or worry for any child of God, because good news is that Jesus is coming back. It's a promise that he made to his followers. I'm going to go get a place ready for you, and I will come back and take you to be with me. And that's from John 14. But I've been so moved by a couple of things that I feel like have been glossed over so that we can get to the end times stuff. Mainly, the truth that God is near to his people. A few weeks ago, Mark said something like this. What we see in chapter 1 is that Jesus is in the middle of the churches, loving, caring, serving them like the high priest that he is. This is the backdrop for a message that each church needed to hear, but the tone, even in the warning, is that Jesus is in the midst of his people, and he won't leave them alone. Because he is near, so is his comfort, his goodness, and his faithfulness. I don't know why that feels so important and significant to me, but I'm so grateful for it. I think it's easy to think of the someday when we're in heaven and forget that we can live in his presence right now. We don't have to live fearful or overwhelmed or just hanging on by a thread. We also don't have to allow the stuff that's right in front of us to keep us so preoccupied that we can't stop to praise God in the middle of it. When Mark told us that he was going to start a series in Revelation, we began to look at the message descriptions and ask the Lord to help us put together the songs the church needed to sing that would stay with us and even remind us of what we're learning. As we read through Revelation 1, we decided to introduce a new song. We did it just a few weeks ago called Ancient Gates. It's the song I'm sharing today. Brooke Lidgetwood wrote it and released it just earlier this year, and Kylie and I heard her lead it in worship at the Worship Together conference in June. We immediately loved it for lots of reasons, but I think the most compelling one for me is how it causes me to contemplate worship around the throne of God. It stirs up the deepest parts of me to ask, am I waiting for this someday instead of giving him praise right now? Is there stuff in front of me that is keeping me from worshiping God the way he deserves? Are there people who might make fun of me if I actually live like Jesus is worthy of my whole life, of my decisions? of living different right here on earth? Listen to a few of these verses from chapter 1 of Revelation. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Then Jesus is described like this. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were blazing like fire. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he, Jesus, 
placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and hell. I mean, come on. That is powerful, right? For sure there is coming the someday when we all get to heaven, like the old hymn says, when we will join in the song and worship around the very throne of God for all he has done, for all that he is, and for the unmerited grace by which we are saved. But why wait? When we read about the lamb that was slain, that once was dead but is now alive, it should move us to worship him and praise his name, certainly at church on a Sunday morning with our brothers and sisters, but daily as well, singing and speaking his praise, but also living each day like he is actually the Alpha and Omega, the Lord God who has no beginning and no end, like he is worthy of our whole lives. I love the picture that Brooke Lidget Word paints in the first couple of verses, one of singing, ceaseless praise that is getting louder and louder as the saints join in the song, a picture of Jesus being the only light we need, the everlasting light one of no sorrow or sadness, only joy forever in his presence. So good, right? I have a feeling this song, Ancient Gates, will sit in my top favorites for a while. You'll likely get to know it better over the next few months as we continue singing it in rotation at church. But for now, you can listen to the whole song by clicking the link below. And find some time today to sing, even if it's out of tune. Find time to be in his presence and remember that he is near. See